Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 341st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items from this past week, as well as events I attended. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week was attending the 66th annual PGA show in Orlando last week at the Orange County Convention Center with over 40 thousand, repeat, 40,000 attendees and over a thousand exhibitors. It's known as the major of golf business and it is the largest event of the year in the golf industry that's not taking place on an actual golf course. So this was my third year in a row covering this truly awesome event and it simply gets better every year. It starts uh, started last Tuesday with Demo Day at the Orange County National Country Club, where the best and the biggest companies in golf, like Titleist, Cobra Puma, and on and on and on, debut their new lines of clubs and all types of other new products that they have uh, in the pipeline. And it's all outside, all the companies are in a massive circle with just tons of room within that circle to hit nonstop balls. And it is just uh, a show to behold. The weather turned out beautiful. And it was just a great day to be outside for literally hours, uh, many numbers of hours. So just terrific. Uh, The tents, the areas that the big name companies had were just completely off the charts. I spent some time at the Titleist plant, which was uh, not the plant, but the actual uh, booth area. And it was just spectacular. Lots of celebrities and golf pros giving demonstrations, just nonstop activity. And to do the entire circle, uh, it takes a while. There's that many companies uh, uh, with their share of turf, and it is just uh, a truly special, special day, to say the least. And then, on Wednesday, the show moves inside to the Orange County Convention Center, which becomes a literal city with uh, exhibitors as far as the eye can see. Uh, 
they do it in all kinds of different categories with uh, destination travel, for instance, where countries, literally countries, have booths set up, uh, such as Ireland, which uh, does it in a really cool way where all the golf clubs get together under one umbrella, one booth, and you can just walk through. And, of course, the always affable Irish people at the booth uh, representing all types of various clubs, so many of them iconic, uh, you know, will tell you anything and everything you need to know about golfing in Ireland. And that is always terrific. And then the exhibitors, the big names like Titleist, uh, just have uh, massive booths. All the Titleist employees were dressed in very natty uh, cream-colored blazers, so they were easy to find, very friendly. They took great care of me, as they did at Demo Day as well. And a lot of this has to do with, uh, it's rooted in me about a year ago, taking the Titleist ball plant tour uh, in nearby Fairhaven, Massachusetts, where you learned how they make Titleist golf balls. Uh, It was a fascinating tour then, and was even more fascinating this time around to see, uh, you know, to see them both at Demo Day and on the show floor. It was wonderful. They even gave me samples of their iconic Pro V1 and Pro V1X golf balls. So it was terrific. And then just fascinating exhibitors all over the place, uh, such as Naughty Boy Golf, which is an innovative and unique lifestyle apparel company based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. And as the name implies, they have bold and colorful golf attire. And uh, yeah, it was really fun to stop by there. It's the kind of uh, the kind of booth when you walk by it, you can't pass it up. You have to stop. I did stop, and as did many others, a lot of foot traffic in the booth, and talked to the founder, Patricia Adams who has a fascinating background, uh, both in the fashion industry and on Broadway, where she worked on shows like Lion King. And uh, so she was just talking all about uh, the growth of the company. And they're, again, very, very bold and colorful golf attire, especially shirts, but they offer a lot more hats and whatnot. And uh, so that's the type of boost that you come across at the PGA show. So all in all, uh, they just treated me great. Uh, both Patricia and her colleague, Linda, and it was just a, a fun, fun booth to be around. And, uh, as were all the booths, it was just, you could just walk for, uh, miles it seemed and just nonstop booths everywhere in every imaginable, uh, avenue of golf. So it was just a terrific, terrific three days. It went Wednesday through Friday, and the streets of uh, International Drive, where the Orange County Convention Center is, were like uh, like walking down a street in New York City. It was just packed with the 40,000 attendees, 
day and night. So just really a spectacular show and exhibits the strength of the industry, uh, riding a renewed wave with the return of Tiger. And it was all on display in Orlando this past week. Uh, perfect timing as we really start to get into the swing with the golf season, as evidenced by the Farmers Insurance Open out of Torrey Pines over the weekend. And uh, where Justin Rose uh, won pretty handily. Uh, got a little scare from Adam Scott, but it was great to see. And one of the tour's best stops is coming up this weekend uh, at the Phoenix Waste Management Open. And, of course, the iconic stadium hole, the 17th, which will be packed and where they uh, – uh, where the golfers hear from the fans, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, and there's really, it's really one of the iconic holes in all of golf. So everybody will be wanting to tune in to, uh, the waste management tournament, uh, especially on Sunday for the final round preceding the Super Bowl. So that'll be a great day. And, uh, golf again is starting to feel like we're getting into the full swing tournaments changed. The players has been moved to March this year. So the Florida swing is really going to be a Florida swing throughout the uh, month of March and PGA has also been moved. So it's going to be a great year for golf. Uh, that became screamingly obvious as I uh, patrolled the aisles of the PGA golf show in Orlando. So moving on, my bizarre story of the week was 35,000 fans showing up at Gillette Stadium for the Patriots send-off rally. We've seen a lot of them up here in Boston. We're very lucky, and I've been to one or two myself, but there was never one quite as good as yesterday, easily the biggest crowd ever for a send-off rally, and I say that's bizarre because the brand just continues to grow and grow as they keep getting back to the Super Bowl. It's just so impressive uh, what they're doing. And Tom Brady, of course, spoke, as did Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Bill Belichick, many others, Devin McCourty. Uh, so it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful send-off. It was really cool this year because they let the fans be on the field for the send-off rally, and then it was off in the Patriots plane uh, out of Providence, Rhode Island, down to the Super Bowl, and I got to see, by the way, the Patriots plane when I took a flight out of Providence a month or so ago, and it was really cool, and uh, so they're in Atlanta, as are the Rams, Los Angeles Rams, and uh, here we go, Super Bowl week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Patriots coming off that just amazing win over the Chiefs. Uh, another all-time game. It seems like they just rack them up with regularity now. And uh, I was at the Chargers game a couple weeks ago. That was in and of itself, although not overly competitive, was nonetheless also an all-timer game. And uh, I've been saying for a while, last few weeks, that... Uh, all we needed was three hours of performance from Brady and Gronk 
to dispel any of the negativity that has surrounded them this year. And I'd say they did that uh, pretty handily out there in Kansas City. Uh, they just had a performance for the ages, uh, especially Brady, but Gronk played easily his best game of the year as a receiver. His blocking in recent weeks especially has just been off the charts. Uh, and uh, But he showed up uh, eight days ago at Arrowhead with a tremendous performance. And what can you say about Tom Brady, especially converting the third downs in the overtime? Uh, most notably, as they won the toss, took the kickoff, and as expected, went right down the field, just like the Atlanta uh, when they beat Atlanta in overtime in the Super Bowl a few years back, greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. And it was uh, deja vu all over again because the minute they won the, to- the coin toss, everybody in New England and all Patriots fans everywhere just said game over. And for the second time in three years, they were right. So it was uh, something to see. It's going to be a great Super Bowl week down in Atlanta. And Sure to be a great Super Bowl as well. Rams are a formidable opponent. They, of course, had the win over the Saints down in the Superdome. Uh, There's just so many angles from age differences between Bill Belichick and Sean McVay to Tom Brady and Jared Goff. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun down there in Atlanta. And uh, we can't wait to watch it all, all week long. It's great to be in Boston. Uh, the coverage is, as you would expect, nonstop. Again, the brand just keeps bro- growing exponentially. Uh, so there's no uh, Super Bowl fatigue in New England, that's for sure. And uh, <clears throat> the coverage will just be off the charts. All the local channels are there. And then you throw in ESPN, NFL Network. And it's just going to be uh, nonstop coverage from Atlanta, next best thing to be in there. So can't wait for Sunday, uh, Sunday night, 6.30 Eastern time when they square off and uh, in the spectacular Mercedes-Benz Dome down there in Atlanta, uh, new stadium. I happen to have the pleasure to walk by it this past April when I was down for the Masters uh, over at Augusta, but I was in Atlanta, walked by that stadium and all around it, and it was just beyond impressive, to say the least. So uh, lastly, my bizarre story of the week, or excuse me, my low light of the week, was superstar Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans. His agent, Rich Paul, basically saying he won't re-sign and also requesting a trade. And I say it's a a low light only in that uh, it's the creation of what has to become a very awkward situation. Hearing a lot of chatter today about the Lakers might try to jump in and pull something off quickly, as in like the next 10 days. Uh, But certainly there's got to be a lot of awkwardness down there in New Orleans with this new development. So we will see what, uh, you know, what transpires. uh, But as I said on ESPN, it could be the biggest trade since, uh, biggest trade since literally uh, Abdul Jabbar went from the Milwaukee Bucks to 
the Los Angeles Lakers, speaking of the Lakers. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. How are you? Glad to be on the show. We're glad to have you. As always, I'm doing great. Uh, as I detailed at length in the first segment, I was lucky enough to be in Orlando last week and attend the PGA show, which was just uh, an awesome event with 40,000 attendees, over 1,000 exhibitors. It's my third year in a row covering it. And AP, I know you love golf. You and I have covered tournaments up here in New England, specifically Travelers Championship in near Hartford. Yes. Uh, so 
it's the biggest event in golf that's not actually occurring at a golf course. Uh, so it was awesome. All the, uh, you know, big companies, Titleist and the like, debut all their new equipment on Demo Day, which is outside last Tuesday at a country club, Orange County National Country Club, and then three days at the massive Orange County Convention Center. And AP, it's like Gulf City. There's no other way to say it. You would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, but and I, and I just go ahead. Yeah, but you of course had something pretty cool yourself to be at last week, uh, nice and close to uh, where you live, which was of course the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, it looked like a great one. I caught bits and pieces of the practices, the game on uh, NFL Network, and. It was just great. There was a lot of good talent displayed, and I know that the scouts, NFL scouts, absolutely love it because they get such a great opportunity to get up close and personal with all these great players. Yeah, John, it's rather something because the scouts can talk to the players. They pull them aside in the lobby and schedule meetings. I mean, you know, it's an extended period of time, whereas at the combine, it's I think it's more in the fifteen-minute range. It's not as much, so. I think the scouts love being in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, the 70th Senior Bowl, and uh, they had eight quarterbacks, John, this time. Wow. So it was quite an event to see eight quarterbacks competing during practice, and uh, game day, they all got a chance to take a few snaps, and Daniel Jones from Duke was the MVP of the game, Uh, the quarterback from Buffalo was the MVP for the South, and I told everybody he must be from South Buffalo, I guess. Yeah, Place right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rochester. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much north. I mean, Buffalo, but they split the teams up by talent, except they always have the Alabama and Auburn players. Anybody from the state of Alabama usually plays on the south. So okay. that, that's the distinction. Yeah. But <clears throat> Jarrett Stedham played. He was very accurate with his passes, but he held the ball once too long in the pocket and got sacked and lost football. And then the second time he was sacked, it wasn't uh, on him because it was less prob- less than two seconds. I actually was counting uh, the uh, on that play, and uh, but it was the game went more like his career at Auburn. You know, very accurate passer, but had some moments in the pocket he'd rather forget. Jared Stedham. Jared Stedham, right quarterback from Auburn. Yes. Okay, and who who else stood out to you? I. Uh... I know the quarterback Locke there did pretty well, right? Yeah, he did pretty well, and uh, he's from Missouri. And then also the wide receiver from UMass, uh, Isabel. Uh, he he, you know, he caught for I think two hundred yards worth of passes and the two or three touchdowns against Georgia. So you know he could compete against the best. So he had another opportunity to go against the top players across the country, and he scored a touchdown and caught the ball maybe on the 10-yard line, broke a tackle or two, and, he's, and he was only he's only about 5'9", five, 5'9 nine, five, nine and a half. He told me when he entered school, he was around 5'7 and a half. And so wow. that's, that's kind of a great story to see somebody that's 5'7 and a half going to get a chance to play in the NFL, and I believe he will uh, be part of a team because he's reliable, dependable, runs great routes, uh, always catches the football, and you can see him playing for a team like the Patriots or somebody who has that style of offense where they're looking for somebody who's uh, the third down person in short yardage. 
slot receiver following in the footsteps of uh, uh, there's been so many, but <clears throat> Wes Welker and Julian Edelman to be specific. And uh, that's great. Well, maybe he'll follow in the footsteps of another great UMass receiver. Of course, Victor Cruz, who made his name with the yes. Giants. And uh, yeah, UMass, UMass churns them out. You know, they churn out that occasional mm-hmm. player that really uh, makes a name for himself in the NFL. It's awesome to see. Yeah, and he was really delightful to have a conversation with him, and 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 he's told me, and I it was hard to believe that I said, uh, "Were you thinking about playing in the NFL?" And he said, "That was always my goal." Really, it's incredible for somebody who's you know trying to get a scholarship. He had a few walk-on offers, I think Penn State, Kentucky, but he chose to attend UMass, and it really worked out for him. Yeah, well, UMass, you know, they may not be the first football power that comes to mind, but I will. But I've been to the campus on a few occasions, and it is a massive, massive place. So it is by no means uh, what you would call a small school, but is in fact, uh, you know, a massive school. Uh, you know, with a pretty good football program, they played at Gillette Stadium for a couple of years. Now are back on campus uh, with the occasional appearance at Gillette. Uh, I think they played Brigham Young there this year, as a matter of fact. Uh, hey, so I have to ask you, AP, how did uh, how did Trace McSorley do? He was he, he was uh, in the game, correct? I saw him on the field when, for yeah, a bit on yes, Saturday. He was, John. he was, yeah, he was hot and cold that day, John. And uh, you know, he during the week, I think, um, you know, I watched him, and you know, he's not very big, but he's a, a good quarter winning quarterback at Penn State, of course. But he was. Hot and cold with accuracy on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think he's been injured. I, I think he was injured for the game, uh, you, you know, for the Citrus Bowl down in Orlando. I think he pulled up a little lame with maybe a knee thing or leg thing of some sort, as they call it in hockey, a lower body body injury. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's been quite right, you know, since the end of the season. Um, when I right. remember he came up late in a game. Uh, how about Will Greer? How was he? Yeah, Will got into the ball game, made a few plays. Uh, he was off initially, but he had his uh, receiver there. What is his name? Stills. Da- I think it David is David Stills. Da- David Sills. Sills. Sills, right. Yeah, big receiver, six foot four. He's lanky. Kind of reminds you of a Chris Collinsworth body type, if you can remember uh, sure. the wide receiver from Florida and now the current announcer. That's a Absolutely, football game, NFL games. Yeah, he's tall, good hands, though soft hands. Catches anything that comes his way. Yeah, well, he's. Uh, I, I watched him in a few games this year, and uh, yeah, I think he's got a good future as well. And uh, so, it must be. It's a great week down in Mobile, right? Uh, and you're based in the Mobile area. I mean, were, were you able to get over to some practices <laughs> as well as the game? Yeah, right across the bay, and I, I was there for one day. Uh, there was w- one particular day, John, the weather was bad, so they had it uh, in the indoor facility of South Alabama, and they only allowed like one or two pool reporters, and they only allowed two people per team because of the s- size of the facility. So uh, that was on Wednesday, and then on, on, on Tuesday it was a little bit cold, so I got over there for Thursday to watch some of the practices uh, one of the players, John, and the, the coaching staffs were from San Francisco, 
and Oakland, of all places. Wow. That's coincidental. So, so that the was, two Bay Area teams. Yeah, that was, that was something. Yeah, the two yes. Bay Area teams. From one from one bay to another, from the one bay to another, Mobile Bay. bay to, to the Mobile Bay, yeah. So that was that was cool. But John Gruden, he he mentioned Pollard, the running back from Memphis, had a good game. Okay, he played for the North team. Yeah, Gruden coached the North team. John Gruden and Kyle Shanahan coached the South team. All right. Yep. Um, yeah, I I noticed some John Gruden interviews going on, and uh, yeah. Uh, a good guy to have there. I mean, you, you know, for him, it was like doing a big, cute John Gruden quarterback camp, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He had four on his side. And he, he did mention that, that that was it from the last time he coached. I think he coached that game two or three other times. And then one other player, John, that had uh, stood out all week was Montez Sweat, the edge rusher from Mississippi State. He's okay. about six, four, five, and 255 pounds, and he just, he made quite a few players look bad during practice. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he can really get to the quarterback. So I, I'd imagine he's going to be a top 10 selection. You know, another name, John, you'll recognize, especially during the Super Bowl week, um, and his grandfather is a cousin to Herb Adderley, Herb Adderley, the great Defensive back, played for the Packers and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I believe, was right. Nasser Adderley, played for Delaware. He's a safety. Good-looking athlete. I liked him quite a bit. He had an interception on Saturday. Delaware, where Joe Flacco went to college. Correct. That's right. Yeah, the, the Blue Hens. Uh, so, yeah, the, like UMass, uh, they can produce some big league football players. Well, if he's a strong-edge rusher, um, yeah, he'll be – uh, high on the draft board, no doubt about that. They're behind quarterbacks, obviously the most in-demand position out there. And AP, one other thing before we close here is uh, this was the first year in many years that Phil Savage was no longer the director of the Senior Bowl, and I saw his successor interviewed, and I was very impressed. Yeah, yes, Jim Nagy, uh, an outstanding scout for many years. I think he was with Kansas City and Seattle, and he lived actually lived in the area, so it was, uh, it was a good selection for him to become the new executive director, and he was enthusiastic, knowledgeable, and welcomed everybody, and I really enjoyed his presence at the, the 70th Senior Bowl. Yes, well, I was very impressed with the interview I saw him give, and... Uh, he looks like a worthy successor to Phil Savage, who is nothing short of a legend uh, in many areas, specifically with what he did for the Senior Bowl, uh, not to mention he's the Alabama radio announcer, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> That's correct. Uh, analyst for the game, sure is. Yeah, and the nicest guy you would ever want to meet. You kindly introduced me to yes. him, and we had lunch with him a few years ago at the American Athletic Conference Football Media Days in Newport, Rhode Island, and I could not have been more right. impressed with Phil, you know, than I was with Phil Savage. So, uh, so that's great. Sounds like a great week down there, as always. Oh yeah, and it's always some good stories. And uh, John, one other story: there was a, a, a local product from Monroeville, Alabama. Monroeville people will know that's the hometown of Harper Lee. She wrote to kill a mockingbird, but. Titus Howard, he was a six foot four, five inch, two hundred twenty pound quarterback coming out of high school. Uh, he had a 300-yard rushing game against Hillcrest Central, which is around Tuscaloosa, 
but he grew into be a 320-pound or so left tackle trying to make the NFL, played for Alabama State. He started as a tight end for a couple of minutes, and so he grew from a, a high school quarterback to a, a potential left tackle in the NFL. Wow. That's amazing. Um, well, just full, full of stories, AP, as always. It just sounds like a terrific week, and glad it went off so well, and it's a, it's a big deal on the uh, football calendar, both on the college side and the NFL side. So glad to hear it went so well, and, uh, and thanks for all the information. And we are now bumping up against our first break. So why don't we do that? We have a lot more to get to, and we'll do that on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, we talked last segment about you covering the Senior Bowl close to home. 
And now you're off to uh, an even more exciting place, uh, to say the least. So heading to Atlanta. Heading to Atlanta for the, the 53rd Super Bowl. Yeah, looking forward to that event. The Los Angeles Rams from the NFC versus the AFC Challenger New England Patriots. That's going to be great. I've had the pleasure of being at a number of Super Bowl weeks, and I know you have too. There's just nothing like it. It's truly an overwhelming number of activities. Uh, you could be on the go pretty much 24-7 uh, and never hit them all. There's just too many. And uh, many of them, of course, uh, occurring at you know similar times, but plenty of room to get everywhere. And uh, wow, you're going to have a great week. And how nice is it for you to be able to drive to the Super Bowl as opposed to having to hop on a plane and uh, cruising through the South? So uh, good for you. And uh, how's your week looking? I'm sure you have some big plans set up, right? Yeah, they have some. Passes to see the different uh, teams. You know, they're in two different hotels, of course. So we'll be interviewing some players and coaches, and tr- trying to follow some of the uh, players that are from the state of Alabama. Besides the players from Alabama and Auburn, I think there's eight involved in this game, one way or another. Really? Wow! I'm not surprised. Alabama players, both. Uh University and Alabama natives are sprinkled uh, pretty much on every roster in the NFL. Who are some of the bigger names of the Alabama-based players? Oh, well, with, might see? yeah, yeah, right from the Mobile, right from the Mobile area, St. Paul's High School is Mark Barron. He was a safety at Alabama, the high draft choice of uh, Tampa Bay originally, I believe, and then traded right. to the Rams. So he's placed linebacker for the Rams. He was a defensive back at Alabama, right? Yeah, defensive back at Alabama. Been there a number of years with the Los Angeles, so he's there. Right. And then, of course, Hightower with the Patriots. Right, of course. Linebacker, you know, playmaker. I think a couple Super Bowls, he had some crucial plays, crucial moments. Oh, my gosh, geez. It's funny, I was watching that Chiefs game when he was, uh, you know, as usual, in and around, making big plays. But no, he's involved in two of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. Uh, obviously, he stopped Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line, the play before the Malcolm Butler interception. Uh, Hightower doesn't make that tackle. There's no Malcolm Butler interception. And then, of course, he made the strip sack uh, on Matt Ryan that sparked and began the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history when they went on to beat the Falcons in overtime. So, Dante Hightower is revered. I had the pleasure to attend this past year uh, a charity foundation event that he did at a nearby uh, local sports bar, and he was just terrific. I met him, talked to him, and uh, couldn't have been more impressed, AP, and I know you know him too. So, yeah, again, he, he's, you know, iconic. He's revered up here, needless to say, and <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he makes another play in the Super Bowl. He was right around, uh, right, he seemed right on the verge of making be, making another memorable play against the Chiefs. Uh, and he, But he was in and around the ball. You were just seeing 54 everywhere last Sunday. So he can still bring it, that's for sure. 
Yeah, John, it's funny. The first time that he played for Alabama was against Clemson in the neutral side game in Atlanta, of all places. And if, if I recall, he had an interception as a true freshman right out of wow. high school. He made, it, yeah. he made his name from in the very first game he played for Alabama. He's that kind of a player. There's no other way to say it. He is uh, always in and around the ball and uh, makes a big play when needed. So that is going to be great. Um, so, yeah, uh, well, first of all, I mean, both teams come off just unbelievable, resounding, memorable victories uh, eight days ago. And, uh, you know, so I think it's going to be a great matchup. The age differences uh, are incredible between both Bill Belichick and Sean McVay, as well as Tom Brady yeah. and uh, Jared Goff. But, you know, I, 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 to me, it just comes down to, you know, what, what it always comes down to with the Patriots. Can they keep Tom Brady clean? He has not been sacked in the playoffs. That's just off the charts. Incredible. Uh, the offensive line has just done a tremendous job as they gelled in recent weeks. But, of course, the Rams defensive line with Aaron Donald and Dom Sue and a host of others, they're going to do what has been the formula to beat the Patriots in the past. Uh, you know, started with the New York Giants, Michael Strahan and that crew in 2007, which is bringing pressure up the middle. And perhaps stopping the run game, you know, those are the two keys to the whole game. But to me, the key is always, if you can get in Brady's face, you have a hope to slow him down and perhaps stop him. But uh, easier said than done, AP, but this team might be able to do it. They have some pretty good people on that defensive front for the Los Angeles Rams. And as we've discussed many times, John, the most effective way to disturb someone's offense is to rush the quarterback from the middle, from right. that middle, because they cannot uh, step the up to make the proper throw. And that irritates the quarterback to no end because he, he just has to you know, keep retreating or throw off his back foot. And then more times than not, he's going to be inaccurate with those throws if he's not being able to follow through in his normal, his normal uh, way that he throws the football. So, yeah, the, the Rams have an excellent chance with that defensive line. It all starts up front because you must get Brady out of the rhythm. You must get him thinking about the defensive line. You must get his, him um, you know, off beat and not being able to make those precise on-time throws. He's, he's so proficient. Right, and pressure up the middle wreaking havoc for a quarterback is not, you, you know, it's not solely tied to Brady. It's any quarterback. Uh, everything applies. And then, uh, you, you know, but also like the Patriots running game is just rolling right now. Uh, and uh, so that's, that, that's the other thing. And of course, back to Brady, it's about bringing pressure, bringing the pressure that, uh, you know, gets him off his spot with four guys because you can't, sacrifice a linebacker or a defensive back to, you know, contribute because Brady will tear that apart if uh, single coverage and whatnot. So, yeah, so it has to be, that's the key to the whole thing. It has to be four guys bringing the necessary pressure. Uh, but again, they're going to have their hands full stop in the run game too. I mean, I, I think the Patriots are going to be looking for that balance to throw the Rams off balance, shall we say, in that, 
you know, they, they, you have to have the Rams guessing. Is it pass or is it run? It's tough to defend both as good as they are. Yeah, John, you, the Patriots, and I don't know if they've done this in the past. You've watched them quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. If there's, a good, if there's a good pass rush, you're probably going to run some screens early, right, to back him off. Right, screens, yep. That's another favorite of the Patriots. I mean, you know, it's the running backs out of the backfield is so important, in particular James White, who, you know, just continues to rack up these record games, whether it's the Super Bowl with 13 catches, the all-time record, or at least tied for it. Uh, and then here in the postseason, he's doing it again. And, you know, you, th- you mix in Sony Michelle and then Rex Burkhard, uh, Burkhead, Showed up big time at Arrowhead Stadium last Sunday and obviously scored the winning touchdown. And, you know, they, as always, the Patriots can just bring it at you with depth, keep it fr- keep them fresh. And uh, so, yeah, so that defense is going to have their hands full. But, of course, that defense, especially the defensive line, is capable of, uh, of handling whatever's thrown at them. So clearly that's the key to the game, no doubt about it. Uh, it's really, to me, boils down to the Patriots' offensive line versus the Rams' defensive line. Uh, I think that's where the game will be won or lost. Yeah, I think so, too, John. And, and by the way, let's not forget the Patriots. They're exceptional on third down. At least they were in that Kansas City game. It was amazing, AP. Literally amazing. Uh, three third and eight plus in overtime. Uh, I think he had five incomplete passes. Brady, of course, um, first and second down, <laughs> three for three on third down. Uh, it, it just, you know, it's uh, as I like to say, AP, as we close out this segment, it's, it's you know, it's sports history on a weekly basis. Uh, and we're going to really see it reach a crescendo <laughs> yeah. this Sunday. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Right. It's, and these days it almost <laughs> seems like on a, on a play-by-play basis that, between Belichick yes. and Brady, they're they're setting some new record, seemingly every play and certainly every game. Yeah, and when you have you know playing for almost two decades now, wherever it is, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see that again. One one quarterback, one coach. Right. Exactly right. No, it's we may never see the likes of this again. So let's enjoy it while it lasts. No matter how you feel about either team particularly the Patriots, just, uh, you know, enjoy the show. You know, we do, if you can't, if you're a sports fan and you can't enjoy greatness, uh, that's not good. I think you just settle back and enjoy what you're watching because we don't know when we're going to see it again, uh, if ever, truly, if ever. No, but I don't a- think so, John. That's, that's quite, it's quite a long time. Oh, it really is, AP. Uh so why don't we, uh, we're bumping up against our final break, so why don't we take that now and still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors... 
Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, such as this week's Super Bowl week up in Atlanta. Before we get back to A.P., my pick of the week for appointment viewing is obviously the Super Bowl Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm based here in Boston, so all of New England is just... uh, Living the dream yet again, AP. It just uh, the gift that keeps on giving up here. Uh, and you know, if I can't be in Atlanta, in my mind, the next best place is to be here in Boston because at this point, you know, local stations, what have you, have just mastered the art of just delivering nonstop coverage all week long in the Super Bowl. Of course, it's cold and the forecast isn't great for this week, but. Everybody in Boston is still, uh, and New England, is walking around with a little extra bounce in their step this week. <laughs> As always. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what is, is this the ninth Super Bowl ninth. for Tom Brady and company? Yep. Yeah, and ninth overall, fourth out of the last five. These figure, they're just, these are just staggering numbers. They just are. There's, you know, you, you, <clears throat> I still can't get used to saying them as they roll off my tongue, because they're just uh, so incredible. They really are. I had the pleasure of, you know, growing up in western Pennsylvania in the 70s, so I got a taste of this. Steelers winning four in six years, as we all remember. 
And for me to have a chance to kind of live it again and have that those numbers, which seemed incredible, never to be broken at the time, and here we are, and you know they're being shattered uh, by these kind of numbers. Fourth out of the last five Super Bowls, nine overall uh, for Brady and Belichick. It's just uh, it, it truly boggles the mind, uh, you know. And, and most importantly, I never take it for granted. I'm a 23-year season ticket holder, 25 years now. And bought him the day after Bill Parcells was hired in AP for the last four or five years. I've just, every time I go out the door on a Sunday afternoon or evening, I always say to myself, you know, don't take it for granted. You never know when it'll end and enjoy the ride. And it just keeps going on and on and on year after year, it seems. So... Last Sunday in Kansas City, I watched down in Orlando AP at a Patriots viewing party and hundreds of fans, so in Patriot regalia, and it was just <laughs> an incredible spot to watch the game. Uh, you know, it's, to say they're a nationwide brand now is obviously an understatement. We know they have their haters, but they also have legions of fans, never more exhibited than yesterday with 35,000 at the send-off rally at Gillette Stadium, so it was great. It's just great stuff. It's, it's exactly what you're seeing with Alabama football, AP. I'm sure everything I just said, you could easily replace the word Patriots with Alabama or Crimson Tide, and that all applies, too. Yeah, it's very similar. And Of course, the two coaches are, I always say they're the two most powerful Croatians uh, west of the <laughs> Atlantic Ocean. That is a good way of saying it. Yeah, it's just uh, incredible. I mean, you know, you and I are both riding a different wave, uh, but it's still the same sport. And there's uh, they're intertwined, which has always made it very cool. Yes. Uh, uh, where, of course, Nick Saban was on Belichick's staff in the Cleveland Browns in the late 90s. And they've had a relationship ever since. And now they just both stand alone at the top of their profession, kings kings of the football world. So it's just uh, right. fun to see. It really is similar personalities to a larger degree. And, uh, you know, you, you can't make this stuff up. That's for darn sure. No, no. And, and John, the nine appearances uh, you mentioned, that doesn't include the one that they had in the mid-'80s, right? That, it's ten Correct. times for the Patriots overall. Is that right? Not only does it not include the one in the 80s when they got uh, hammered by the Bears, the fridge and all that, but it doesn't include the one that they lost to the Packers in in 1996, I believe it was, when, of course, Desmond Howard returned the kickoff, Brett Favre was the quarterback. um, Bill Parcells was the coach, yes. Bill, his last game as coach of the Patriots. Um. So, yeah, yeah, it doesn't include that game either. So, yeah, they, they had a couple before this run. So, 11 overall and uh, nine in the Brady-Belichick era. So, yeah, again, it's just terrific. Uh, and the AP, it's hard to believe, but we're actually uh, have quickly gotten to the end of the show. And uh, all I can say is just have a wonderful week in Atlanta I think it will be a wonderful week in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, it's a city you know well, 
and it's going to be memorable as every Super Bowl week is. So have fun out there. Hey, thank you so much now for having me on the show. Yeah, 20% of the Super Bowl games, 11 out of the 53, the New England Patriots, ever thought when they were the Boston Patriots years ago. Huh? Oh, my gosh. No, no one would have ever thought it. Trust me. Trust me. Well, <laughs> AP, thanks again for your great report on the Senior Bowl, all the activities you'll be covering at Super Bowl week in Atlanta this week. And... Uh, just have a great time, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us. I know what a, you're beginning a very busy week, so appreciate your time and perspective, as always. Hey, thank you so much, John. My pleasure. Thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.